Last Things First. This episode of Last Things First is sponsored by Casper Mattress. Go to www.casper.com slash lastthingsfirst. Type in the promo code lastthingsfirst and receive an amazing price on an amazing mattress. Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of the Comics Comic, found wherever you can type the Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed, from young people with dreams to adult people living those dreams, or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. Nikki Glazer stars in her own weekly Comedy Central series, Not Safe, and will release her first hour special, Perfect, on the network this weekend. Glazer started staying up young enough to land on Last Comic Standing and The Tonight Show by the time she was 24, and previously co-hosted a late-night talk show on MTV called Nikki and Sarah Live. She's also a regular on her friend's show, Inside Amy Schumer. There's a lot to get to, so let's get to it! Let me let me let me first off congratulate you on both the success of the show and your your new special. It's uh, it's Thank it, you. It, it's great to see you kind of figure out how to how to get your voice on TV. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, that's like a very specific compliment. <laughs> I appreciate it. It, it. That's like a that's like a. Yeah, you, you did a good job with that. I, I uh, want to congratulate you on that compliment. Would you say my compliment is perfect? I want to I congratulate you on that compliment. <laughs> what, uh, building, building off something from this week's episode, uh, you spent some time with your guests uh, talking about your younger selves. What is, what, is yeah. the, what is the first thing you could say to your teenage self that would really surprise teenage Nikki about who you are now? Oh, that's interesting. Um, the question that I think maybe people would expect is to be like, oh, you're going to be on TV, but or, I always thought I would. Like, I always thought I was like, oh, I'll just, like, become famous. Like, that's just going to be what happens or something. Like, But I, I was very naive about it. Like, I didn't understand the work it took. But, like, I think a lot of people think that way. I don't think it's, like, rock. Like, it's she knew it, and it worked out. Like, I think everyone thinks this way. It's so stupid. I, but um, I think that, like, I think if I would have, uh, like, a ghost of Nikki Pass showed up in my bed and was like, you're going to have a show on Comedy Central, I would have been like, oh, oh like, thanks. Like, I would have been like, I need that. Like, wait. Just because I was, like, dumb and, like, thought that already. But what I would have been surprised about was that, you will, um, you will like really feel comfortable in your own skin and like yourself someday, and and stop trying so hard. Like at some point, you will you will feel good about yourself, and that you will, um, yeah, that you'll just stop trying so hard, and you won't feel so terrible about the hand you were dealt with whatever hair you have, whatever teeth you have, whatever, like all these things. Like I just, uh, yeah, I would just, I would comfort myself that like someday all your 
anxiety about that stuff will kind of dissipate and you'll pretty, you'll be, uh, you'll make a living out off of talking about it. <laughs> you, you started at, at, at a young age for, for a comic starting at 19. What? Yeah. <laughs> did you have a plan before that, that you, that you ditched for stand up or even before 19, yeah. did you know what you wanted to do? Well, there was like a interim. Uh, well, before 19, I was like in high school and everything. I, um, I was thought I was going to be an actress. Like that was just like my vague plan mm-hmm. because, uh, there was just no other option. Like I just needed to be on TV. I just loved it so much and movies and, um, and I, I acted in high school. I wasn't very good at it. Um, come, come to find out, like, drama, I just, like, didn't. I, like, did plays and stuff, but I just never got the leads, and I was just so frustrated by that. And then we did a comedy in high school, and uh, I really found my voice in that, and I just kind of felt like I, I really was able to uh, shine in that performance. And I just remember my... You know, the director who I just looked up to so much was like, this is where, this is where you're good. Like, you're good at comedy. I've never seen someone so good at comedy. And I was just like, you know, at that point, I just do anything he tells me. So I was just like, okay, comedy, comedy. Um, but I still wanted to be an actress or whatever. So then I auditioned for like a bunch of theater schools, but like haphazardly, like I didn't care about acting the way you're supposed to be an actor. And so, I auditioned for a bunch of school theater schools, didn't get into anyone, any one of them. And then I went to um, University of Colorado and kind of sniffed around their, like, theater program. Uh, and then I just realized, like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't have a dedication to be an actor. You have to really love something to get good at it, you know? Right. And I, I obviously don't have the natural talent that you need to even get started in the business. And um, I don't have the what it takes to get really, really good. So, or the passion that it takes to really learn it. So, I that was a harsh awakening for me. And I remember having the thought, like, I don't know what to do. And so then I, for a brief time, I was like, I'm going to be a sitcom writer. So I <laughs> just like wrote an episode, sort of friends, okay, and like showed it to all my friends all my friends in my dorm and they were like, this is really good. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I was like, still like, but I want to be a, a friend. I want to be Jennifer Anson. I want to be that friend. And I was still frustrated by it. And and I just didn't like, it didn't feel right. This is taking too long for me. Okay. Here's the deal. <laughs> so then I just pretty much Sean, once I realized I couldn't be an actress right. and that there was no other option for me, because that's what I thought. I thought that was like, if you're, if you're not an actress, you can't be on TV. I was like, I will not be anything else. Like, I'll probably just kill myself someday. Like, that seemed to be... I was a really dark person. I had a... I was, like, really going through stuff at that time. I had an eating disorder. I was terribly depressed. And um, everything was pretty bleak. So I was, like... So if, you know, I couldn't... That one thing that I was holding on to to do, I was like, if I can't have that... I was like, I'm not going to be a housewife. I'm just going to... I'll kill myself. So... That was like the the plan, like the future plan. Did, but did, like not tomorrow, but like you know someday. Right. Did that dark and, Did that and, dark material come out immediately when you first started trying stand up? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then okay, so then 
then people started saying you should be a comedian. Mm-hmm. Like I just started getting that, hearing that a lot around my dorm, like my friends and then eventually I just Googled female comedy, like stand up. I never really watched stand up growing up. I loved SNL. I loved Seinfeld. I loved friends and stuff like that. But, and then in Conan, I was obsessed with, but, um, then I saw Sarah Silverman and I was, uh, in love and then I became obsessed and that's when it started. And yes, my darkness, like, Sarah Silverman just like spoke to me because she was so dark and right. I was just like, Oh my God, we can talk this way. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I was, I was really, uh, I was in a bad place around the time I started. So it was, uh, it was the perfect thing for me to find was this like outlet for me to just be as terrible as possible, like say the worst thing possible. And like, it was acceptable. And were you in Colorado or Kansas or St. Louis at the time? I was in Colorado when I first went on stage when I was 18. I was in my freshman year. And then I, um... Was it easy to find a mic? Um, yeah, there was a, there was a showcase on campus, a comedy showcase on campus. Oh, campus. Okay. For like two months and then I went on stage and it was like the best feeling of my life. And my friends held up my, the the phone, their phone so my dad could hear in St. Louis. And I got off stage and I was like, on the phone with him crying, like, I know what I want to do with my life. It was like out of a fucking Hallmark movie. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, I went back to St. Louis over the summer and I took a class at the Funny Bone in St. Louis, like, uh, cause I went up to check an open mic out. My dad took me out to the open mic and I saw, I saw Andy Woodhull's first ever performance at that open mic that I went to go see with my dad. <laughs> Um, that was his first time ever on stage, and afterwards I was like, I liked your joke about blah, 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 and he was like, he remembered me, and I remembered him. It was really funny. We talk about it sometimes. But <laughs> on the tables, there was, like, these little signs that said, like, mm-hmm. hey, try a comedy class. And so um, I signed up for that class, and then, yeah, that's when it started. How, how... And then I moved to, and then I switched school, school to Kansas my mm-hmm. sophomore year, and that's when I started going in Kansas City. Okay. And then how, how, how quickly before you decided to make the move? I know you moved to L.A., when you were much younger. Right out of college. Did you have a plan? Because I got on Last Comic Standing. I got on Last Comic Standing my senior year, like right before I graduated in April. Okay. And um, so then I went to L.A. in July. And you're like, I'm I'm on TV. I'm going to make it. Or did you have a, or did uh, you have a no, plan? I wasn't that. I, I was not that stupid. Like, I, I did not. I knew I was like the death. You know, I knew I was, I don't want to say the debt fan, but, like, I knew that I did not belong, deserve to be that far in the show. Like, I, you know, I knew what was up, mm-hmm. but I just knew that, like, I wanted to get the fuck out of the Midwest. Like, I knew I wanted to just do something, like, gutsy and, like, just take a chance and, like, go for it, you know? Like, right. I just, I wanted to, I've always wanted to move to L.A. or New York. It was, like, my goal from high school. So I just wanted to do it. And and I had no dreams of like the big city, I'm gonna make it. Right. I knew it was gonna take I always told my dad it's gonna take till I'm twenty seven. So just like please kind of have my back until then. Not like not necessarily financially, but just like don't tell me to get another job until then or anything like that. Why did you say twenty seven? I don't know, it just seemed like you know, it's twenty one wait, was it twenty yeah, twenty two when I moved out here, so it seemed like five years. Okay. It like and twenty seven seems like, you know, a mature enough age to be like, Okay, you might you should have your shit together and this should be an age where you should be like 
if this isn't working out, you should maybe find something else. You're young enough to find another career, but like old enough to know, you know, this isn't working, you know? In 27 was I when, like, in, in 27 was in fact, wasn't that when the podcast turned into an MTV deal? Yeah, actually, uh, the, the day I turned 28 <laughs> mm-hmm. was the day that it was announced. Like the, the, the day before I turned 28 was the day it was announced that I, uh, the show got picked up for, uh, the MTV show. So it was just in time. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did your dad appreciate that? That you got in, slid in under the wire? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> in, in between. I, I didn't even remember telling my dad that he reminded me and I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> Thank God. So he, he knew, he was holding you to that, to that, to that bargain. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, in, in in between those years, though, in that in those five years, I know you you moved back to St. Louis to use that as a kind of home base while you were on the road. Was that was yeah. that was that so you wouldn't have to work like day jobs? Um, that was I. You know, yeah, I was living in LA, and then I I was just borrowing too much money from my parents, and I felt terrible about it, and I was temping, and I was babysitting, and I was drinking too much and I just felt like not good and I was I was on the road all the time I was featuring and I was kind of moving up to headliner status where I was like oh I can headline B and C rooms and um and so I was like you know what let me go back to St. Louis oh and my and you know I had uh I, I had aspirations of going to New York I was like I think I'm done with this town for now and so because I had Amy Schumer was like, come to New York. I'll like, I'll set you up here. It'll be great. Like, we'll hang out. And she was starting to like put that seed in my mind. And so I was like, all right. So I went back to St. Louis and then I just kind of stayed there for a year and a half. And it was fucking great. It was really fun. I had like so much fun with high school friends and that I never really got to do in my like post college years. And even in college, I was just so dedicated to comedy that I never got to like chill out. But I, during that time, I really, I lived at home with my parents. I saved money. I drove to uh, gigs on the road and I became like a, a headliner. So I got a lot of practice. And then I moved to New York and I was, I had, uh, I was a much better comic than I was when I was just doing comedy in LA. When's the last time you thought about buying a mattress? For me, the first time I thought about buying one was when I was 21 years old. And that was a long, long time ago. You know, a lot has changed in terms of how you go about buying and, and testing things out. You know, last things first. The last thing of the day is you want rest. And the first thing you want when you wake up is you want to feel good. You don't want to feel all cranky or feel kind of knots in your neck because you're on a bumpy mattress. And Casper has done this amazing thing where they take two technologies. It's a hybrid of latex foam and memory foam. And uh, I don't know how much it remembers, but uh, I know the latex feels good. And it provides just the right sink and the right bounce for you. And it's obsessively engineered. I, you know, most engineers are obsessive, I think. So, you know, that's, that's great. It's also made in America, which is good. I like, uh, I like being a, a, a patriot, a, a true citizen of the world and of my country. Really, the most important thing, though, is they've taken this comfortable mattress and they've given it to you at a fair price. Actually, better than fair. Uh, if you're going online and you're looking at, at mattresses, you might see prices upward of $1,500. But at Casper, you can get a twin-size mattress for $500 or a king-size for $950. And, you know, that's just outstanding. I, I can help and make it even more outstanding for you right now. You can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting 
Casper.com slash last things first and use the promo code I'm giving you right now, last things first. Terms and conditions apply, but uh, sleep is your primary need, and I'm here with Casper to give it to you. Thanks. What was what was that moment when you when you decided, okay, I'm ready I'm ready now to make the move to New York? Oh man, what was it? I think there was it had to be something. I think it was like because I hadn't stopped drinking yet. I think it was just um, I think I was just getting a little sad. Like I think I was getting fat, and I think I was just getting. Um, you know, like, it was just getting too routine. Like, mm-hmm. I think the, it was just the fun had stopped. Like, it was just, like, drinking with friends, then, you know, sleeping in. And it was just, whenever you just fall into a routine, you know that you got to change it up. So I just felt like I'm getting stagnant here. And, you know, if I don't make a move now, it's just not going to happen. So it was really terrifying. I remember it was scarier than L.A., like, moving to L.A. Because the night before I left, I just remember, like, my brother-in-law made some kind of joke at the restaurant about something and it just upset me so much. And I like ran out of the restaurant restaurant crying because I was just so scared to move to New York because I didn't have that much money saved up. I was, you know, very intimidated, didn't know where I was going to live. I was going to stay at Julian McCullough's apartment and cat watch for him for like a week. But then beyond that, I didn't know where I was going to live. And, you know, it's just, I didn't know my way around. I just like it's it's so hard when in comedy because you gotta like move to these cities and um, you know first you you should move to a city like Chicago or something and then you gotta move to the, the next city and it's like every time you gotta start over, introduce yourself to the scene, find an apartment, make new friends, and I mean I know it's not just comedy that does this, but it's it's, it's exhausting and really. Um, it's overwhelming, and uh, so, but I did it, and it was the best. I I loved my experience in New York. But uh, now you you mentioned uh, you know your friendship with Amy Schumer. Had you met her the first time when you were both on Last Comic, or did you meet her after? No, I met her. We met on MySpace um, because <laughs> I. Saw That's a place her. for friends. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a place for friends. Um, I met her because we were. Um, I just stumbled across her profile like in 2006 or seven mm-hmm. and um, seven probably. And I, I saw her profile and I was just like, I love what you're doing. Cause I watched a clip of her like somewhere and I was like, this is great. And you're so, I just love what you're doing. And she was like, I love what you're doing. And then we were just like, we should be friends. And we had a friend in common and we we're like, Yes, we love this friend in common. This makes sense. And then we, uh, yeah, we struck up an online friendship. And then we met in Montreal when we both were got new faces. And then, and then that, from that day forward, we were we were friends. <laughs> and she was like, I, I moved to New York for her essentially because she was just so uh, such a great friend and so helpful and just what a what an amazing person to uh, comics. Like she's so generous to comics. Right, we talked and, we talked uh, about that last year, quite a bit. When uh... yeah, I can't stop talking about it, Sean. When I when you when you moved to New York, you then decided to do the podcast with Sarah Schaefer. Did you did you when you started that podcast together? You had to be there. Did you 
did you have an end goal in mind of a of a of a TV show, or or was it just no. for the fun of it? No, just for the fun of it. Like just to be like, let's do something. And we just met at a party, and we're like, what? Like you know, we were both talking about podcasts. I had never met her before. We just were like, hey, and um, maybe we met before, like in passing or something. But uh, that was the first time we talked, and I was like. God, I want to start a podcast, and she was like, me too, and I was like, what is what we should do one together, and we were like, no, that would be weird, <laughs> Maybe, let's do it, and she was like, okay, and then we actually did it, and then, and then once it became like a success, kind of, we, uh, she was the one that turned MTV, was kind of looking for stuff, and she was the one that was like, hey, why don't we turn this into a TV show, and I was like, all right, and she kind of spearheaded the the pitch process and we got, uh, we put something together and went in and pitched it. Yeah. So it was never our intention. We just, you know, we just wanted something to do. I wanted to feel like I was doing something during the day or something other than just like trying to find stage time. Right. What, what did you learn from the MTV experience that's really helped you a lot now that you're on comedy central with another show? Um, I learned, um, how to, not um, just sit back and let things go that I am, like, you know, mediocre about. Like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't love it, but, like, it's fine. Like, you know, it's not even like it's not funny, but it's like, it's it's not my case, but that's fine. But now with my own show, and, and all that kind of thing, it's not like Sarah, it was Sarah's case and not mine, and mm-hmm. I didn't think it was funny. It was just more like, I didn't pay attention, so close attention to things, because I just thought I couldn't, because it's like, it's such a team effort that I really can't put my foot down as a co-host and just part of this big machine that's making a show. But as as the host of this show, I just, I know that I have a final say in things. So I really do, um, I tr- I'm learning now that I can pretty much say I'm not going to do anything. And, um, or, and I want to say it this way, or I want to do something else and, and it will, it will be done that way. And I can, I can, uh, put my foot down about things. So it's given me a lot more control learning from that, um, experience and also just, um, hosting. It's like, I am so grateful for having hosted, you know, 24 episodes of a show and reading teleprompter and interviewing guests and, you know, just the podcast experience of interviewing guests. It's just been really beneficial. Like, it's, I'm so grateful for it because now I, now I have some kind of grasp on that. It's all so, it, I, I would have been thrown to the wolves here if, if I didn't have that. I mean, who knows if I would have been just naturally good at it, but that was something I was, it was, I had a lot of practice from Nikki and Sarah. Who, who else has been really good in terms of giving you advice on, on maneuvering Hollywood and Comedy Central and, and all of this? Uh, DJ Miller is great. Oh man, Anthony Jesselnick and I had dinner and, you know, he had a show on Comedy Central, so he gave me awesome advice about hosting a show and, uh, being in the writer's room and, and just knowing what you want and getting what you want and, you know, without any kind of like, uh, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't doing it with any venom or like, you know, sour grapes or whatever. Like he was just like, he just wanted to be helpful and just, you know, was very,
was giving me advice about um, how to approach this running my own show, or you know, like hosting my own show, and that it's mine. And like, because I, you know, I have a way of being uh, very, very, I want to be nice and I want to be everyone's friend and I want everyone to like me. And, um, and that's not really the job of the host sometimes. I mean, it is, but you know, as a boss, and I hate that word, but like, you know, you got to get some stuff done. And, and and I have a real problem with like, you know, at, at the beginning I had a problem with like leaving early or taking a nap or, you know, going to get a massage while leaving the writers there to work all night. And I, you know, I just didn't understand why that was allowed for me to do while they had to stay and write. And, you know, he would explain to me, or also my, my boyfriend, who is an executive producer, is just start drilling into my head. You are allowed to do that because you are, like, you are deciding on so many things and you are uh, performing and you're working, you're doing these things. And there's so many other things that I just can't get it through my head. And so I, um, yeah, so I'm just learning how to be a host and not just trying to be, uh, make everything equal or, you know, right. I don't know what I'm saying, <laughs> but you know, what uh... I'm trying to not be like play the, the cool teacher. Mm-hmm. Are there, are there any kind of mantras or proverbs you have to kind of remind yourself on a daily basis to, to stay on the, on the beam? Uh... God, what was one we wanted to put up on the board? There was something that I was like, let's just throw it up there. Um, daily mantras. Um, we're all going to die someday, so who gives a shit? I mean, that's something I think about all the time. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? Like, like, I mean, that gives me comfort. I know a lot of comics think about death and it freaks them out, but oh, like, yeah. I'm always just like, okay, like, who cares? Um, no, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I just want everyone on my staff to have fun. And I, if we're not, and I know that's like the most cliche bullshit ever, but like, if I see someone and they're like eager to get out of work or they're walking in with like a dragging their feet and it's just like a pain in the ass, like that is like the worst thing ever. Like, and now I know where that undercover boss shit like works. <laughs> or like when, when you see your employees like in hell, right, the how could you yeah. continue that shit? Corporations are evil. Like, if you went into your business and saw people being like, I can't wait to get off work. I'm like, yeah. So um, <laughs> I just want everyone to be happy, and I want good snacks. <laughs> good snacks are, are a key to, to happiness, I think. On, on, the flip, yes. on the flip side, what what would be the first advice you would give a new comic or actress who comes up to you looking for advice? Um, I would say... I would say um, look into quitting drinking sooner than later. Um, and I would say also for new comics, just, um, you know, if you're in a small town, I always give comics this advice. Just be cool to be around. Like, mm-hmm. when you have a headliner in town, just don't be weird. <laughs> just be cool. You know, like, don't be, don't yeah. ask them to watch your fucking set. Don't ask them to... Don't ask them for advice. Don't ask them for advice. Like, don't ask them. Just, you know, it's fine if you ask for advice. But here's the thing. Just don't ask them for anything. 
Be right. cool. Offer the if they want if you if they want pot, offer them that. Mm-hmm. Offer them if they need anything. Just be cool. Be a cool person to be around. And maybe, just maybe, they'll take you on the road with them because you're so awesome to be around and fun and you get them things and, you know, like, and once you get to go on the road with someone, that's when you get to a chance to get really good. And that's, that's the key. Like, just be fun to be around because once you get to go on the road with someone, then that's when you can get good. <laughs> Well, Nikki, you're pretty cool. Uh, we talked about five. Thank you. We talked about five year plans, and uh, I think it's fitting. Then I went back on my website, and five years ago is when I profiled you for my Meet Me in New York series, and I asked you what your what your goals were five years from then, which is now. Oh and, my God! And five years ago, you said, uh, "I hope that I can find a balance between here and LA. I also hope that I'm not on the road as much." So that's and then you go. So that's the goal: being able to continue doing stand up at my favorite clubs and on TV, working on projects with my friends, traveling much less, and having enough time at home to build a life outside of travel and comedy. I want to feel like a real adult at some point soon. I've been doing comedy professionally since I was nineteen, and I've yet to feel professional about it. So yes! <laughs> so mission accomplished. <laughs> Mission accomplished. So, uh, so congratulations once, once more. Thanks, Don. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki. This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave, logo by Giggle Chick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com. More interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Last things first. Last things first.